drive. Get up, ball. Get out of here. And God. And they are the city of champions again. Edmonton Eskimos. Great coaches. McDavid set up by Drysaddle. Another breakaway. This time he wins it. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carrius Show. Friday weekends here. Looking forward to it. It almost feels like the the old Homer Simpson four day weekend uh, on a Friday morning here at Sports fourteen forty. Uh, welcome aboard, everyone. Uh, the end of week two of our um, well, our launch, and I think uh, everyone's been really excited to have Sports Radio back in town. Uh, last night, another busy busy night in uh, sports. Thursday night football, big win. Uh, in Philadelphia for the Eagles, 34-28 over uh, Minnesota, put up a valiant effort. Uh, What else? Blue Jays suck again, four straight now to Texas. Uh, Their worst uh, run differential in a four-game series, um, swept at home in a four-game set for the first time in September, uh, batting 150 with loaded bases at home this year. It's not good, and now they are falling back in that American League wildcard race. Uh, Big night tonight. Edmonton Elks in Saskatchewan to take on the Rough Riders. Two games already this year between the two teams. Two wins for Saski, so the Elks would really like to uh, get off the schneid there. Uh, Let's bring in our uh, big producer, uh, the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas. Uh, busy night for you again. Thursday nights are always busy, Duke. Of course, Kevin. Yeah, out at the Canadian Brew House Manning location last night. Another great atmosphere, great staff, great uh, food, great drinks, pretty much everything you can ask for. And then on top of that all, they uh, give people the chance to win some some tickets to the Super Bowl uh, come championship weekend mm-hmm. in January. And at the end of every night uh, across the um, province, country, I think, they uh, give away tickets to a home opener for next season as well. So that's a nice little game day prize on top of just a great place to go and watch the game. And it was a big fantasy night for a lot of guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple Vikings fans uh, there with their <laughs> Justin Jefferson jersey on, um, so Man, they were a little di- little disappointed a, with the result. He's just a monster. He, he was just, great, but uh, but yeah, Jefferson, Hawkinson, even Kirk Cousins. I mean, he mm-hmm. had a good night fantasy wise, and of uh, Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, De- Devontae Smith. It was yeah, big big fantasy night. Not if you had one of those two teams' defenses per se, but mm-hmm. a couple turnovers as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, every Friday, our co-host uh, on the Kevin Carey Show, Sports fourteen forty, is Eddie Steele, former double ear, former CFLer. Uh, hey, Eddie, welcome back to the big show. Uh, how was the week? Gentlemen, it's good to be with you. Uh, good, happy Friday to yeah. you. The week was good. The week was really good. It's always nice, though, to end it off being here with you guys, chatting some sports as we roll into the weekend. For sure. Uh, text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Stair Farmer chimes in, as he usually does, early in the morning. Uh, good morning. Awesome show all week, gentlemen. So close to the NHL season I can hardly wait we'll talk hockey a bit later but we're going to focus on football a lot here early on with uh, Eddie and um, Elks and Saskatchewan tonight uh, you played for both teams um, you know both cities well um, I mean Calgary Edmonton you battle of Alberta rivalry but Saskatchewan and Edmonton is 
pretty darn good as well. Yeah, there's some juice there, absolutely. Uh, you really notice it playing in Commonwealth when the riders come to town yeah. because uh, typically you see 30,000 around at Commonwealth, and when the riders roll into town, it's up to 45, 48, 50,000, and it's loud, and you don't typically see Commonwealth that packed. So it's always nice when the riders would come to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of playing with both teams, yeah, I had, uh, had some really good success with both organizations, yeah. actually. Uh, both under Chris Jones as my head coach. Uh, won the Grey Cup with Edmonton in 2015, so a little bit different story there. But uh, both are near and dear to my heart. I'll say this, though. One thing about Saskatchewan, <laughs> they, they, they have a, a fairly large budget there uh, as an organization. So the amount of clothes that they have, I still have Saskatchewan clothes because they just had clothes out the wazoo as players. They would just give you so much free stuff. And uh, it wasn't as liberal when I was playing with the uh, the really? double E. Really? Yeah, it wasn't so as liberal. Dwayne Mandrusiak, you if you're listening, yes. if you're listening, Pops, this is not an indication of you. <laughs> it's just the more um, bigger budget, we'll say, they had for those types of things over in Rider Nation. Well, you know, Eddie, I can honestly say every time that I um, snuck in the back side door there into Dwayne's little area, he always took me down the shopping aisle and says, what do you want? What do you need? What a feeling. What do you look like? It's like, the best. Give me your size, he'll you know, say. Yeah, what's your size? Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, then you know what he would bring in? I, I got. I still have the, the pair of good pants. I got a, a real good jacket still. And the one thing that Dwayne always gave me... Uh, because uh, I was lucky enough to play in the world's longest hockey game. Mm. So he gave me your, the, the body suits you guys would wear. Smart. And Smart. then that, like the balaclava thing. Yep. So I had those for world's longest hockey game. I was just toasty. See, the, the funny thing in, is, and the difference is, you wore those for the world's longest hockey game. You'll get guys <laughs> coming up from Florida who will wear that in July and August because they think it's chilly up here for that season. Oh, for sure. So you still got all the swag from uh, Sasky still? Yeah, yeah, I still have a, quite a bit. So I was very fortunate and uh, really... When I went to the Riders, it was in 2017, and it was the first year of the new stadium. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was spoiled because as awesome as Commonwealth is and how you have all the facilities under one roof and the pool and the gym, everything is an elevator away, essentially. Uh, That new Mosaic Stadium, I mean, we're talking a brand new state-of-the-art stadium. Hadn't been used, actually. A humble brag, I got the first sack in the stadium. Oh, cool. Uh, But, yeah, everything was just shiny it was so fun to go to work every day the pools the training room everything was just so state-of-the-art now you know it's been six years later so other stadiums Mm -hmm. have caught up and gone beyond but at that point in time especially for the cfl it really was an awesome stadium and still is Mm -hmm. eddie Steele's our uh, co-host on the kevin carrier show on sports 1440 we're gonna have a teammate of Eddie's coming up at 740. Kevin Glenn played here, played in for every team, I believe, in the uh, CFL, I, right? I, th- I was trying to rack my brain. I think it's I, every team it, except, except for, one? for Toronto. Yeah. yeah, I think every team but Toronto. And he didn't even suit up out here, but he signed the contract. <laughs> yeah, he was here. Mike Riley's back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back to Regina. Did you, how many games did you play at Old Taylor Field then as a pro? Oh, it would have been lots. Yeah. It would have been lots because then going back to the U of M days mm-hmm. too, you'd play the U of R Rams and whatnot. So yeah, I, I've been playing at that field since 06. Yeah. 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 That, uh, I mean, intimate stadium, you know, fans yeah. are right on you. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Uh, always the fans were very rowdy. 
yeah. especially behind the visitors' bench. That's where I think the fans really would get after Pilsner it. cans. Oh man! Oh man! Boxes Kevin. of pill everywhere. You know it, man. You know it. In the momentum for an outdoor stadium. I mean, when I say outdoor, open air. Uh, whereas Commonwealth, it's kind of enclosed. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg and uh, the new Mosaic in Saskatchewan. It's kind of enclosed stadiums. But for it to be open the way it is, you know what yeah. I mean. It would get loud there. It really would get loud. Uh, if you've got a comment uh, about the Elks and Riders and maybe the old rivalry, uh, shoot us off a text at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Kevin carries Eddie Steele here. I used to, you know, I grew up in Saskatchewan, so we used to go to the old Taylor Field as, you know, when we were, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Back then, you know, you could sneak in some booze and whatever oh, you yeah. wanted. So yeah. you could uh, sneak yourself in. I would hear go through the well, fence. And back then, uh, they call they had a thing called Hemorrhoid Hill. Uh, because for the Labor Day game against Winnipeg, they didn't want to turn anyone away. Uh, so if you just got, if you bought a ticket, you could go sit on the the hill uh, in the end zone, like in the backside of the end zone, and it was just grass, and they called it Hemorrhoid Hill <laughs> because people would just sit there and yeah. and just oh, whoop it that's up. That's what happens when you sit. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else have we got coming up today? Okay, so we'll have Kevin Glenn, uh, 7.40. Uh, Mark Spector joins us every day at 8 o'clock uh, for On The Mark. Energized by Booster Juice, our headliner. Uh, looking forward to this. An old buddy of mine, we went to college together, and a kind of a media teammate of yours, Rod Peterson. So you and Hot Rod go back a long ways. So what about uh, having him? I guess it's the other way around for you a little bit here. Yeah, it'll be nice. Hot Rod is right. Uh, Rod got me in some hot water. Who well, I got myself <laughs> in some hot water. No. no. <laughs> but it was on. on the Rod Peterson yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, that was the demise of my uh, 630 Ched tenure. But, uh, yeah, it's really neat because, obviously, he play-by-play announcer for the Riders for 20-plus years, mm-hmm. uh, been in the media for, you know, just yep. as long as you've been around. Um, so it'll be really interesting just to be able to ask him questions and be on the other side of things and ask him the point-blank direct questions and see what he has to say. Uh, for sure. At uh, 9 o'clock, and this is going to be an interesting – I got a feeling you might even want to stick around for a few minutes for this one. Uh, we're going to have Brian Howell on. He's out of Colorado, uh, writes for Buff Zone, broadcaster as well, and the Boulder Daily Camera. Really, the talk of college football is Colorado, primetime. They play Colorado State Saturday night, I believe, 8 o'clock at night. It's it's the primetime game uh, on ESPN. So we were just kind of talking before the show started. Colorado is, is the talk of not just college football but almost the entirety of sports it seems in the United States right now and, and you're really following this it, it really is and Kevin I, I'm hooked man yeah, yeah. I'm hooked I'm finding myself searching out Colorado games and times and who they're playing uh, because what Dion has really done is that hype train it's now really starting to be a real thing when you win games and mm-hmm. I'm hooked I'm tuning in and I'm searching them out so CSU uh, coach uh, Jade Norvell kind of fired a little bit of a dig at primetime. Uh, just talking about because he's, you know, he wears his glasses, wears the hoodie. Swag. Yeah, so um, it'll be an interesting uh, interview coming up at 9 o'clock with Brian Howell. I mean, I, you've, uh, they overhauled the, overhauled the program. 
basically. I mean, they won one game last year. They won two this year. Yeah, absolutely. And and Dion caught a lot of flack, too, yeah. when he initially came in because he told the kids point blank. that, And I think there was over 40-plus transfers. He said, look, you guys, a lot of you aren't good enough to be here, and mentally I don't think you're going to be strong enough to yeah. play for me. And uh, lo and behold, he's got the players he wanted, and they're beating good teams, and they are a top-ranked team right now. Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Text coming in at one 1440 from Kendall. Uh, moving back to Edmonton this weekend from the Grove. Ooh, it's a long haul. Better got the U-Haul going. Uh, having such an entertaining show keeps me happy and going. Keep up the great work, boys. Uh, St. Albert Kevin sends one in. Uh, do the Blue Jays need to win out? To make the wild card. Um, did you catch the game a little bit last night, or did you were you all football last night, Eddie? Uh, no, I caught a, a bit of it, but I, yeah, I got to a point where yeah. it was well, just yeah. that's, ugly. That's the, ugly. You just said it right there, and the Duke's been talking about it all week. It gets to a point where you, you just had it. Yeah, you get tired of watching. The, you know, it's just it's abysmal what's been going on. Four uh, straight L's. Four straight to Texas. Uh, game and a half back now of Seattle. Uh, do they have to win out? No. They don't have to win out, but I mean they got to start winning some games. Get you know what they say: uh, the first rule out of um, getting out of a hole is to stop digging. Um, they start tonight, Boston's for three at Rogers, and then they've got a six pack against both the Yankees and Tampa. You know, New York's not the team it once was. The Rangers coming on, so we'll see exactly where they stand there in the. AL wildcard. Uh, here's uh, Ricky in the donut. And uh, maybe you can, I don't know, well, this is before your time. I love the story about Gizmo in Regina. Pre-game, a grandma fan while swinging her cane at him, warm, warning him that he better not run back a kick for a TD or she would have to whack him with the cane. <laughs> oh, I man. could picture Gizmo's reaction, too, with a big smile on his face. Well, and I mean, you can't find a, he's probably the most popular Double year of all time. Yeah. If he's not, I mean, you you can talk about all the guys and you know and the greats, the greats. But I mean, when you look at everyone, if if ten guys that played for this team are walking down the street in Edmonton today, probably most fans recognize Giz. Mm-hmm. So maybe popular, most recognizable. Uh, still here, obviously. You know he does his That's training. Huge. You bump into him all the Absolutely, time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's. I think the reason he's so popular, in my opinion, yeah. his stats on the field are phenomenal. Like I don't think his stats will get touched, special teams wise. But he's rooted himself out here, and he's made here home. And he is such a good person with people. And that's why people love him. Mm-hmm. Does lots of golf tournaments and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And he's jacked as could be, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's missed a workout in his life. No, yeah, exactly. He could probably still play, and he's, he's yeah, you said he's just ripped. Yeah. I don't know if he still does the stairs at Commonwealth, but, yeah, I mean, I know every – I would say every time I see him, He's wearing that the the tight white, I know. <laughs> the tight white spandex yeah. top, the, in yellow, yellow, yeah, pants. yellow or white, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, we were over at Rod Connum's place, I don't know, a couple of years ago. We were sitting in the backyard, and same thing. He just had, he's just bursting out. Yeah, yeah, at the seams. And yeah. for those of you who aren't uh, getting a visual here, it's it's just spandex, tight yeah. spandex, and uh, Giz. This is the Giz special at golf tournaments. He'll show up and. 
a tight white or tight yellow spandex top so you see every muscle popping out of his arms. <laughs> uh, tons of text uh, coming in to one 1440. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back with uh, Eddie Steele, our Friday morning co-host. Uh, again, we'll hook up with uh, Kevin Glenn at 740. So we're going to kind of focus on football. We'll talk about what happened to the Bisons last week, Eddie. Did you, uh, tough one. Bisons and Bears are 2-0. and Golden Bears are 2-0 and in Saskatchewan tonight. And we're going to touch on that one. Uh, so much more with Eddie Steele on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. 7.20 in the Capital Region, about 7, 8 degrees right now. Looking for a great weekend. It's going to be 25 today, about the same tomorrow. Pretty good on Sunday as well. Duke, i got to bring you in again because you sent out a tweet last night about some crazy songs you wanted to put on. Karma Chameleon was yeah. one of you don't like that song, Kevin? That Whoa. song puts me in the best of moods not, every time play. I hear it. <laughs> okay, what were the other options? And then I said, because uh, do we get to unveil the song later today? Yeah, I think okay. we'll uh, we'll throw that one out maybe when Rod comes on yes. uh, at eight uh, eight twenty or okay. as our headliner. So uh, um, yeah, like I, I I put the poll up because we all I think it's well known uh, people that have been listening to Sports Talk Radio in Edmonton for a long time that uh, <laughs> on Fridays Jason Greger's show uh, every break comes out with Brass Bonanza. It's uh, you know the the famous song from the Hartford Whalers. Um, they would play it in, in, in mm-hmm. the rink out there in Connecticut. And it was a fan favorite. And so Gregor plays it because it's Positive Fridays and it's just something that gets everybody in okay. a great uh, a great mood. So I threw out the poll on Twitter last yes. night. Uh, it's still up if you want to go and vote for it. Um, what that, were the uh, choices again? So the, so the ones I put up is like, these are ones that always put me in a good mood. Uh, <laughs> Karma Chameleon, Power of Love, and uh, Come On Eileen. Okay, yeah. By Dexy's Minute Runners. And then I had a fourth option because this is just a, and then it's been well documented two weeks into the show. I love Brian Adams. I could just play a mix of uh, <laughs> Brian Adams songs all day, uh, intro on each break of the show. So, but I left it open if you had an alternative option. And then you I wanted, sent and you a text last night. Yeah. So and then, we're, we're going to mix, we're going to have a mix of ones today. And then I'm going to kind of take some feedback throughout the show. Please text us with ones that you like or we're don't like with, that we play. We're going with that one that I sent last night. Okay. Great. Yeah. decided then. I can't wait. <laughs> well, and you know what? Uh, old Normie will like it. Rod Peterson. It's one of it comes from one of his favorite movies of all time. Okay. So perfect. you're going to like it too. Perfect. I think you will. And um, Eddie Steele with us on uh, Friday 7 to 9. Uh, Texters coming in at one 833 from St. Albert. Kevin, if the Elks win tonight, where does that put them in the crossover race? Could they make the crossover? Well, it's very... It's not. It's not a very easy process here right now. Elks are three and ten. Tiger Cats are five and seven. Eddie, I mean, if you're playing right now, you're just trying to get better every week. But where do you see things? I mean, I mean, the chances are slim and none, and slim pretty well is left town. Yeah, mathematically, it's still uh, there for the Elks. But in reality, I mean, if Hamilton just takes care of business, even a couple of games here, because they're already two games up on the Elks, uh, it's going to be game over. Mm -hmm. And you just look back at a season. I'm not going to live in the world of what ifs and could have, should have. But the Elks lost to the Riders twice this year. They lost uh, early on in the season where they couldn't score three times from the one yard line. And then they lose later on a few weeks later. 
uh, to that special teams mishap with the returner. Those two games are so costly because mm-hmm. they would have not only been tied with the Riders right now currently, uh, but yet they would have had the lead because of they had the advantage. But then they would have been in a favorable position for the crossover as well. So you just the margins are so fine when we're talking about pro football. And even one game, let's just say they split with the Riders. Okay, so let's just say they split and and that's it is what it is. So they they'd be four or nine. The Riders would be five and six. And who knows what happens in the other games? But at least tonight. Uh, now you're playing for the tiebreak as well. Exactly. So, I mean, even if, let's just say, in the next six games, Saskatchewan goes two and four. Yeah. Okay. And somehow the Elks go five and one. So they still have, they'd have the same amount of wins at eight. Yep. But they're behind Saskatchewan. Exactly. That tiebreaker would have been everything. And what a season, too, uh, just for teams to, to be terrible. Because typically the West, we know, is the powerhouse mm-hmm. in the CFL. But now we got a Calgary team that's limping. Saskatchewan, we really don't know what they are. And there would have been such good chance there for the Elks this year to capitalize. But it's not over. Mm-hmm. But it's over. Uh, comes in from Braden. Do you think Chris Jones keeps his job in the off season? Personally, I hope he does. Your thoughts, Eddie? Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, just seeing what's how the team has been playing. And look, the wins aren't there this season, but this team really, if you look at it, has been trending in the right direction for the past about eight weeks now. Mm-hmm. Going back to that Winnipeg game uh, where they were up 22 nothing on Winnipeg at half. Uh, so this team has been playing good solid football they don't their biggest issue in my opinion is they just haven't put together four full quarters consistently when they do that they win games but there's been too many games this season where they have a great first half and then collapse in the third finish strong or they have a a poor first half and come on strong in the second half as soon as they can figure out how to play four consistent quarters of, Mm -hmm. of good football quality football that's their winning recipe right there Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Uh, my opinion on Chris Jones, I th- believe he will be here um, next year. But the process in which he was hired was asked backwards. So as an organizational standpoint and a philosophy, so the first thing that the team has to do is hire the president first. Mm-hmm. So when Chris Jones was hired, he was hired by Ian Murray, Um and the board, and then Victor Kui was hired after Chris Jones. So that process was backwards. I understand the possibilities of why they had to do it and the reasoning behind it because of timing and things like that. But now they'll be hiring a president at the end of the season. Rick Lalasher, um, I think he's done a fantastic job in a month and a little mm-hmm. bit that he's been here. So I think when you look at it, when you're doing due process and making sure you got your ducks in a row, so that's the first step. Now that guy decides where the future of the franchise is going, yep. the direction. Yep. And is Chris Jones the guy for the next two years on his contract? Yeah. So... Well, another thing to consider, too, is you mentioned it, the contract, right? Mm -hmm. And are their hands tied because of the financials behind everything? We understand the the coach's cap and the implications that that has and how that really limits teams, especially teams that are paying uh, a previous regime and a previous GM. 
And that's exactly what the Elks are doing right now. And that's why, and let me, let me paint this picture too. Uh, Cause Chris Jones, he gets a ton of flack for the contract that he has. But think about this in a sense, he really is doing the organization a favor having this contract that he has, because if he didn't have all the titles that he was wearing, he, they would have to be paying a defensive coordinator. They would have to be paying a head coach and they'd have to be paying a general manager. And I don't think quite frankly, the, Elks could afford to pay those three types of positions as they are paid across the league. So I think Chris Jones is taking a prorated rate wearing all the hats. Yes, he is stretched too thin. Potentially he might be, but I really think he is helping the organization in a financial sense. Text coming in at one 1440 A lot of people are pumped for Sweet Caroline for the Friday song. Uh, that comes from Past the Buck. Joyride instantly puts me in a great mood from Spruce Grove. Steve, um, when do we unveil the the song? Is it at uh, 6.55 or is it at 7? Like, sorry, uh, sorry uh, 7.55 or at 7? Uh, at, uh, like, for the intro? No, 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 no. Like, the, you, the song that we're going to go yours, for. Your song. Yeah. Your song's going to be at 8.20. 8.20? With Rod Peterson. Oh, it's going to be at 8.20. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for it. I mean, I've been it's been in my head all night. I I didn't even get to sleep. Am I going to be surprised? I don't even know if you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any I'll tell you what, there will be a few listeners that know it, but it's it's a little bit out there. And you know what? Uh you talked about the Brass Bonanza with Gregor. He's had Brian Burke on a long time ago, several years ago on a Friday, and Burke told him never to play that song when he's on a Friday ever again. And that's the truth. You can ask Gregor that. Really? And Bur- Bur- Brian Burke hates that song. Really? Because he was in Hartford. Yeah, makes okay? sense. And he hated it. Um, from uh, St. Ab Kev, uh, do you think the Elks should have changed offensive coordinator at the start of the season? Eddie, I mean, it took a long time. Uh, and then basically the quarterback change came at the same time. Mm-hmm. Could it have come a lot sooner? Uh, I do think it should have come sooner. Um, I was pretty vocal about their offense um, pr- for the entirety of the season up until this point. Uh, nothing against the guy personally, Stephen McAdoo, their O coordinator. He was an O coordinator for me as well. Um, but, you know, uh, my personal opinion, the offense is pretty dictated on the players now of course you're listening thinking yeah of course all offenses all sports are dictated on the players but different coordinators can scheme differently like Scott Milanovic he's a a well-known offensive coordinator Uh, he's out in Hamilton now and uh, he has a really unique passing game and some really unique style Uh, Stephen McAdoo based off what I've seen and what I've been a part of, he calls it more of a vanilla bland type system, but is very reliant on your horses, your players being able to get the job done and execute. And that's how he has a lot of success with his offenses. When we won the Grey Cup and when he was coaching us back in 14 and 15 as our offensive coordinator, we had some different types of horses on that team, different types of uh, mentality and uh, quite honestly athletes than what is out there right now. So he could call these types of play calls and we would execute differently than maybe mm-hmm. how things were going thus far this year for them. Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele, 731 in Edmonton. Uh, when I interviewed Chris Jones earlier in the season when I was working in TV, I asked him about Trey Ford because um, 
the quarterbacking, we all know uh, Taylor Cornelius, it wasn't working. Jared Daigie wasn't working. So I said, well, how come you haven't been able to implement, implement Trey Ford? And he said, well, he's not ready. And I go, well, I don't get it. So he was ready last year. Why is he not ready this year? He said, well, he came into camp and he wasn't as good as last year. So as a player, when if you say you're a returning player from, from last year and you saw what Trey Ford did, would you be as a, a, a teammate going, how come this guy's not getting a crack here? Yeah, I'd be scratching my head, certainly. Uh, in, in all honesty, what I had heard, too, just from some guys on the team is, yeah, yeah maybe he just wasn't quite as sharp mm-hmm. as the other quarterbacks. It's not even so much that he had a bad camp. I just don't think he was as crisp as the other quarterbacks. For example, we heard that Cornelius was on fire in camp. But that means nothing. Obviously, we know training camp means nothing yeah. because look what Cornelius has done. Look what Ford has done. Um but Trey Ford, he, everyone, and again, he's slight. We know his size. He's taken some shots. He's going to, I mean, he got pumped the other day there. That uh, that was a mm-hmm. big hit by a mm-hmm. uh, man. I can't remember now who it was uh, for Calgary. Remember the big hit coming yeah, across was, the middle? Yeah, hurt, yeah. hurt his uh, ribs a little bit, knocked the wind out of was him. Was it Judge? Yes, Judge, yes. Um, you know, but, I mean, that hit in particular, in my mind, I mean, every quarterback is taking a while to get up from that one. Yeah. I think it's the other ones. So does he got to be a little more uh, wary of that, or do you say just go? Absolutely. He has to be cautious to a degree, but at the same time, what makes him so, so unique is the fact that he can avoid so many hits like that too because uh, I've rarely seen a quarterback that has that type of mobility that can just scramble and move around the way he does. And when he can get out of the pocket, he makes people miss. I, I think it was Cam Judge again too who he, he literally crossed up in the middle of the field, and that's hard to do as a quarterback quarterback to cross over an athlete like that and totally make a miss so he brings so many different dynamics uh you got to let him rip got to let him go texter comes in in. who do you see uh the elks getting as new president now this has been a uh, because we touched on this in the the process of with chris jones future and the organizational future um sean fleming is uh saint ab kevin's uh just his question mark and a couple of them behind Sean Fleming's name. The joke around Sean Fleming taking the president's job has been, well, yeah, he's going to have to take a massive pay cut. Pay cut, yeah. <laughs> so I know Fleming's going, yeah, yeah, whatever you guys, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like Winnipeg has had a good run with their executive here. Do the Elks kind of go that model where it's a, a former – player within the organization they've gone outside for a long time as far as kind of going business first Mm -hmm. how do you see that balance moving forward eddie that's such a, a great question kevin and you know i'm asked it so often and uh you know, of course, Fleming, he's the obvious low hanging fruit answer, mm-hmm. uh, the popular choice by far. I honestly don't know. I, it needs to be local. There needs to be some some deep rooted ties to the city, to the community. 
But that's what Victor was supposed to be as well. Yes. Right? He was supposed to be the the local guy, um, very savvy, business-minded, uh, not a, a football guy per se, but business-minded. He was very savvy. Uh, so they checked off a couple of boxes with him. I don't but know if... a massive disconnect still. I- exactly. Between Victor and, there was, and the city. There was a massive disconnect. So I, I don't know if... There is um, a candidate out there that is going to check every box. Is it going to be someone local? Is it going to be someone who's um, successful in business? Is it going to be someone who's former player or someone within the franchise? Like that's a lot of boxes to check. So Mm -hmm. it's a really hard answer other than the, like I say, the Fleming, which everybody wants. (laughs) Yeah. Flem, I'm not sure if he does. So, Uh, hey, King of Fort Nasty, Eddie Steele for Prez. I didn't want to say it, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, look at this. We could be canvassing. We, this could be a platform for you here. You could here be the next go. president of the Edmonton Elks. <laughs> well, here we go. Well, we've got something to talk about now for sure. Uh, when we come back, we will uh, hook up with uh, one of Eddie's old teammates and former Elk and former a lot of teams. Uh, Kevin Glenn will join us from Michigan, where he's uh, coaching high school football this is the kevin carey show with eddie Steele on sports 1440 oh yes that's one of our uh, requests for our uh, friday song sweet caroline that came in from pask the buck um we are going to do the reveal at 8 20 right before we hit to uh, norm down in florida roddy peterson um comes in from al our text line as we are with eddie Steele, our friday morning host uh, patrick laforge for president Ed Hervey for GM. Um, well, I mean, we talked about Ed Hervey last week mm-hmm. when we had him on the line. And he, you know what, when we said, remember, because we, we both agree, uh, when Ed was fired in 2017, the team has not performed as it should. Yeah. So I think a lot of people really respect Eddie in town, um, Hervey. So... And I don't know how well versed you are with Patrick LaForge. I know I don't think Patrick LaForge would even think about this, but you never know. Who knows? Some yeah. people want another challenge later in life. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, Ed Hervey. We've talked about him for a long time. Yeah, Ed. Uh, we all know there's. He loves it here. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can say that for him without putting words in his mouth. But I we know Ed loves it here, and he's a legend here. The thing about it, he's now got a, a gig out in Hamilton, and mm-hmm. he's the AGM out there, and uh, I'm sure they're grooming him to uh, become the next in line. So it'll be really interesting to see if uh, if and when there will ever be a play to try and bring Hervey back here. Mm-hmm. Just waiting to hook up with uh, Kevin Glenn uh, in Michigan where he coaches uh, high school football. I well, imagine it would be a massive night for Kevin Glenn tonight. Uh, high school football in the States is... Uh, Pretty, pretty big, isn't it? The Friday Night Lights. Yeah. yeah, the tradition is real down there. For sure. It's religion. Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. This comes in from Bill the Teacher. Unfortunately, I think it's time for the team to be sold. Thoughts? What do you think about that, Eddie? And I can I have like I, I just think that everyone says, Well, maybe Daryl Cates would buy the team. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that um, the OEG wants anything to do with dealings with the city with Commonwealth Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's it's not, um, I mean, you can see why they went their route with the Ice District and Absolutely. and things business-wise there. I don't think they're looking at that kind of headache. Now, would someone else come forth? What would the team sell for? 
I know they used to have a big pot. You know, they called it the rainy day yeah, fund. Slush fund. Stabilization fund that's been whittled away. Yep. So I don't know. Do you see private? I mean, there are three teams that are in the CFL that are community owned, right? Winnipeg, mm-hmm. Saskatchewan, Edmonton. Yeah. It's tough to make a go of it. Okay. No one cares. The Argonauts, MLSE, to them, it's just whatever. The it's Argonauts, play money. It's whatever. BC is starting to turn things around. They really ownership are. is new ownership. Yeah, yep. Calgary does okay. Yep. Uh, I, what do you think about uh, private ownership here? You know, like it's it's an interesting thing because the up until the Elks, you know, for the past you know five to ten seasons with the slow erosion, uh, the the community owned teams have been very strong. Winnipeg, we know they had their days of darkness from the early 2010s, but they have been if not the best team in the in the league and I'm not talking about team on the field I'm talking about organization. I'm talking about what they're doing overall as a brand. Yeah. <sighs> Private yeah, I think private would be a good way to go because there's less cooks in the kitchen. Absolutely, there's not a board. There's not 80 decision makers trying to make a decision. But who is gonna, who is it going to be? Much like the president, who yeah. is it going to be? I don't have those answers. There are there are many businesses, people in our city with deep pockets that goes unnoticed, really unnoticed. A mm. lot of people don't realize how much money there is. Uh, with certain individuals, certain companies. Right. I mean, it's always a possibility. Um, we'll see if that happens. It's uh, hard to say. Um, Texas keep coming in. Uh, <laughs> good morning, boys. This is from Larry, a.k.a. Bubba. Good morning, boys. Like many others have already said, I really enjoy listening to your program. As for your new entrance song, I remember watching an opening to an ITV sports report with a young Kevin Carries being caught off guard singing along to Boy George. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I actually, and then I got Boy George and uh, uh, George Michaels. Really confused the other day. The Duke is just like he's throwing all these curveballs at him at me. I mean, it's hard hard for me to get things going. Um, Texter writes in. Um, what was this one? This is in. Is Trey Ford? This uh, is Trey Ford similar to Nathan Rourke talent wise? Uh, yeah, similar in a sense. I think they're different athletes, though. I mean, Nathan Rourke, he really lit it up with his arm. Yeah. He was thrown for 300-plus a game last season, whereas Trey, he his legs are really what make, make him magical. Not often do you find a quarterback mm-hmm. like Trey Ford where they run yeah. a, a low 4-4-40. That's just yeah. not kicking around too often in football. All right, I think we've got. Uh, oh, we're going to wait two minutes for uh, Kevin Glenn, so we'll we'll have to do a real quick interview with him because he's got. I'm sure so out in Michigan it would be what uh, coming up till eleven o'clock. Uh, no, sorry, ten o'clock. I guess in Michigan it's eight o'clock here. Yeah, so. ten. So <clears throat> when you played high school football in Winnipeg, is that where it was? Yeah. Yeah. So what high school was it? Kelvin High School. Kelvin. Yeah. A little different than in the states. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, little bit different. I mean, I was at a very big high school. My high school had about 2,500 students 
But the thing about it was uh, the football program was pretty weak. And it's wild because there was two CFLers on the defensive line. Uh, for those of you who maybe remember Big Donnie O, he played out here with yeah. the former Eskimos as well. And uh, you had two CFLers playing next to each other on the D-line, but we just couldn't win games. Couldn't win games? Was it just, you know... Lack of talent or what was going yeah, on? Yeah, lack of talent. I think uh, we were in an area where um, it was a wealthier area where mm-hmm. our high school was, and uh, we were both kind of recruited there to play football. But because it was in a wealthier area, yeah. there was a lot of uh, uh, extracurriculars for kids to get into, <laughs> um, you know. So we'd be at practice after school, and we'd only have like 14 kids, 19 kids at practice. And it was a damn shame, to be quite honest with you, because – for me and for the other guys who cared, you're putting your all into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're being let down by so many other teammates because they're just not even showing up. So it sucked. I won. I started every single game in high school, Kevin. Yeah. And I went 4-28-1 throughout oh. my entire high school career. Wow. Text line open one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 Did you have other options instead of just U of M or where else did you kind of have yeah, a I was, chance I was to go? The fortunate thing is being a good player on a bad team, it's easy to get noticed. Yeah. So I had uh, scholarship opportunities all across Canada, a couple down south. But being right home, U of M gave me a full ride, got to be at home, saved my parents a lot of money, and uh, the rest is history. All right, let's bring in uh, Kevin Glenn now, one of Eddie's former teammates. Uh, Kevin, welcome to Sports 1440. How are things in Michigan? Things are going good. You know, I'm uh, coaching high school football, uh, working in missions in a uh, private school out here um, in the Gross Point area, and uh, it's, it's going good. It's going real good. We're 2-1 right now. We got a game tonight, uh, so I'm expecting us to win and, you know, do some good things. Did you ever think you'd be getting asked questions by the great Eddie Steele? <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> KG, we go back a long time, man, too. We go a long time, you know. But you can you can tell, though, uh, when you look back and you see uh, the growth of certain individuals that you've played with, you can say, you say to yourself, you know what, I, I could see him being in that kind of that kind of space and that kind of atmosphere, you know, in the future. Because Eddie, Eddie was always a thinker. Yeah. You know, when you're a thinker, you ask questions, so... Uh, he, he, he's, he's doing some good things right now on the radio and everything. So I'm, uh, I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. I appreciate that, KG. Uh, I was just thinking myself, because I, I want to give the listeners, the audience, a little bit of insight to Chris Jones, because we've both played for Chris Jones. <laughs> I played on the defensive side. You were on the offensive side. Give the listeners just a little bit of what it's like as an offensive player to play for Chris Jones and his type of system and what he expects from his offense. Dude, he Well, he expects a lot from his offense. And this is the thing. like He's a defensive guy. So a lot of times when you're in practice, being on the offensive side, he tends to, you know, put the defense in, in, in you know, work, uh, not so good situations in practice. Yes. You know, so sometimes, it, you know, it helps the, helps the offense, you know, because he's like, no, 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 that that point goes to the offense just because he, he he's a guy he wants to make it a little bit hard for the defense. So um, I was uh, – I, I had a wonderful time playing with him, you know, playing for him. So 
but he is one of those. He is a he's a player coach. He's a guy that um, one expects a lot from his players. Um, but he also lets you be you mm. when you're out there playing on the field. Mm. You know, he's not a, he's not a micromanager. You know, he's just one of those guys. When you go out there and play, you just go out there and play and make plays. Um, so, uh, like I said, I had a wonderful time playing for him. Uh, but I do know the offensive side. He 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 laid off a little bit more. He was more intense on those defensive guys than he was an offensive guy. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Glenn's our guest from Michigan where he's coaching high school football and the Kevin Carey Show with our co-host on Friday's Eddie Steele. Kev, you played, well, about 18 years in the CFL, over 50,000 passing yards. Uh, you had, like, a wonderful, wonderful career. And you played for, was it pretty well every team? Or was it eight out of nine, or, or what was it? Well, I, I was affiliated with all nine, um, suited up for seven of the nine. Seven, I got traded. Yeah. I got traded for, um, what was it, Ottawa. Okay. I got traded before the season in Ottawa, and I also got traded um, overnight when I went to Toronto. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of got to be a, a, a neat stat for you to talk about. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I've always said that it should be a, a question on, like, you know, Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Which CFL player, you know, actually was affiliated with every team, you know, in the league. So uh, I'm just, I'm excited for them to add another team so I can kind of like <laughs> go sign with that team to retire again just so I can keep this a running a running thing for years to come. Oh. Get a jersey. Yeah. That's, have you got a jersey from every team? Yes, I got a jersey from every team. Oh, man. So what's coaching high school kids like for you in Michigan? Um, it's pretty cool, you know, um, just to just to look at the dynamic of high school football across the country um, and to be in a state uh, like Michigan uh, where there's a, there's a lot of good things, but there are also some things that I think Michigan can, uh, can get better at as a state as far as uh, the marketability for, for high school students just because of this, all this NIL stuff that's going on. Um, and and just the the nature of the game and how you can you know use this game to as a vehicle to get to where you want to go in life type of thing. Um, but uh, it, it, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy the fact that uh, you take you know young men and kind of mold them and help them you know become you know uh, young adults. You know, and mm-hmm. give them the tools that they may need to succeed at that next level. You know, there's not a lot of uh, and this is nothing against high school coaches who didn't play the game, but there's not a lot of guys out there, high school coaches, because a lot of them are embedded into the educational process where they're teachers who have actually played, you know, uh, that much football to be able to, to, to coach a young man or teach a young man, you know, the game of football and just the different scenarios that go along with it, you know. And I got a lot of good coaches on my staff, you know, that have played, you know, at the highest level and who've been to college and played in, you know, uh, different programs, so a lot of knowledge out here to be able to to, to give off, you know, to these young men out here in, in uh, at Lickett. Yeah, and KG, I mean, you're right about that in terms of coaches that really know the game, uh, not just the X's and O's, but um, that are just good quality men. And I can totally say you are both of those, having played with you for many years in the CFL. Uh, I, I wanted to bring it back to uh, you and your tenure up here, having gone for 18 years and played for essentially every team what was your favorite stop where did you love the most kg 
see. So I, it's funny because I had someone ask me this exact question yesterday. I got a lot, of, like a lot of people around uh, town and stuff. They see all the, you know, they come to my office and see like the fifty thousand ball and the helmets mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And they have you pay those two things is a place where you live, and that would be Vancouver. So mm-hmm. the, the best place. Uh, you know, hands down would have been Vancouver where we actually where I actually stayed and played. Uh, very, very nice out there. You know, that uh that northwest territory is is is, is beautiful. Um actually playing it's a see everybody I keep it's a toss up between Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. Hmm. And I say that because of everybody knows it. That the dedication from the fans in Saskatchewan I mean it's it's ridiculous. We all know, like the the amount of merchandise that they sell <laughs> out there for what they do and wearing the green all all times of year and Fridays for games and then Labor Day. Everything is just is just you have to experience it in order to understand it. Uh, and Eddie, you know, from playing out there. Mm-hmm. But the other one would be it's kind of a toss up with that, and then Winnipeg because mm-hmm. Winnipeg was kind of the years where the the career kind of like got jump started so um had a lot of success you know when i became a starter in winnipeg and been moving through there so it's, it's a toss-up between saskatchewan and winnipeg and i don't want to leave you know one city uh mad at me right now so they're probably a 1a 1b well you know hey, kevin thanks for this um we're gonna hook up with you later in the year see how your team's doing uh saskatchewan hosts Edmonton tonight so we're going to talk about that with Eddie here coming forward too but uh, wish you success uh, with your high school team and we'll uh, hook up as the season progresses sound good thank you I appreciate that yeah hopefully I see you guys at the great cup this year too and we'll try to make it out there all right KG good luck tonight man all right thanks Eddie I'll talk to you that's Kevin Glenn former CFLer Uh, when we uh, hit the top of the hour we'll check in with uh, Mark Spector on the mark, powered by Booster Juice. Uh, time now, though, for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. We'll watch NFL football at First Round here in the mall or at 104. Have uh, Monday, Thursdays, Sundays, and you could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Head down to First Round. Time now for the Sports 1440 update. Here's the Duke.